0: We are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. And this is it. This is what the Packers have been playing for all season. The opportunity. After clinching the NFC North, after clinching a playoff berth, the chance to be a first-round buy team. Win one game, and you win two. Because if they win on Sunday against David Blau and the Detroit Lions, they will have a first-round buy. I, get, I do not want anyone to overlook what's going on in front of them with the Lions. We have seen teams in week 17 lose games that they really by all accounts in any other circumstance would be favored to win. Green Bay is a double digit favorite in this game and by all accounts they're going to win going away. And I think they will. By the way, I think they're going to win and I think if especially if they get an early lead, it's a game that the Lions are they're not going to want to be there. And you remember last year. You remember what happened? In week 17 last year, Green Bay at home with nothing on the line, nothing to play for. Aaron Rodgers decides he wants to play. He gets hurt. Deshaun Kaiser in the game. And the Packers rolled over. They rolled over. And this is what you want to do if you're the Packers. You want to go in and you want to kick someone's ass. For all of this talk about winning ugly, and there has been a lot of it, By the way, Monday night was not an ugly win. Monday night was a beautiful, suffocating, dominant, unrelenting performance by your defense. This is your chance to beat the daylights out of a team that is not going to want to be on the field. Matt Patricia's teams have played hard for him. They're not going to quit. You are going to have to go take this game. And I think Green Bay is going to do it, but you still have to go and do it. And that is what is before Green Bay now. You want to put to bed any rest, or you want to put to bed any thoughts that this team is ill-prepared for the playoffs. You want to go in with confidence. You want to go in with your spirits buoyed by how you performed in Week 17. You will also recall a performance by a backup quarterback in Week 17 against a team with playoff hopes on the line, Matt Flynn, In 2011, plays for Aaron Rodgers. And they play great. And they beat the Lions. And in the playoffs, that team faltered. Because they could not play balanced football. This Packers team is not as good offensively as that 2011 team. Not even close. Not even close. But the defense is so much better. This is one of the most balanced teams That they've had in the Aaron Rodgers era. Because they can run the ball. They can play defense. And their special teams. Especially now with Tyler Irvin. Are legitimately good. They are one of the elite special teams units. By DVOA. Because of Mason Crosby. Ironically the guy who missed a bazillion kicks last year. In Detroit. And this is an opportunity now. For them to put all those pieces together. I wrote about this for... Packer report. The process of the offense was really good. Aaron Rodgers' ability to get the ball out quickly, a half second faster than normal when it comes to what he was doing over the course of the season. A half second. That's a lot in NFL terms. Was accurate getting the ball out quickly. And you hope Mason Crosby doesn't have to go 8-for-8 because you want them, he want him kicking PATs. So we're going to talk about 8-for-8. Let's talk about PATs. Let's talk about Hanging 40 on the Lions. that is That should be the discussion. The process was good last week. They turned the ball over on the road against a very good defense. Detroit is not a very good defense. Detroit is a bad defense. And has been really now for two plus months. So this is a, a defense that Green Bay should go in and have its way against. Are they sharpening their teeth? Are they getting, are they, are they honing in? Is this is this fine-tooth comb time now for the Packers offense? And is it just absolute ass-kicking time for the Packers defense? The answer we think is gonna be both. So this is this is an opportunity, as I've said before, an opportunity to make this team quit early, to go up 14-0, to go up 21-0 and just say, Detroit, you don't want to play today. You don't want to any of this smoke. That is where Green Bay is now. All of the discussions. Is this team good enough? Is this team not good enough? Or do they need home field advantage in the playoffs? Are they really a Super Bowl contender? None of it matters because if you win this game. If you win this game. You win a playoff game by de- by default. Because you don't have to play wild card weekend. You, you can win a playoff game this Sunday. And that's what Matt LaFleur said. This, this is a playoff game. And if they treat it like that and they and they play and build on what we saw Monday, then this team I think will look like a Super Bowl uh, a Super Bowl contender when it comes to the NFC because the NFC is wide open and they should feel like, if not us, then who? And why not us? And and, and that's real. The, the NFC is wide open, and they get a chance to put their mark on the season this Sunday. So one of the questions we got in the stream was about matchups. And when you look at the likely matchups, so let's say Green Bay wins on Sunday. They are no worse than the two seed. Okay, then you have your three fours. If Green Bay wins, they're the one if Seattle wins. If Seattle wins, they are 12-4. and If Seattle wins, Green Bay is the one seed. If Seattle wins, Green Bay is the one seed. If Seattle wins, Green Bay is the one seed. If San Francisco wins, Green Bay is the two seed. So clearly what you want is for Seattle to win, obviously. Seattle wins, and Green Bay the whole we're assuming Green Bay is winning in this scenario. Green Bay wins, Seattle wins, the road to the playoffs go through Lambeau Field. That is the optimal scenario, but it still includes a situation where you have to play the 49ers at Green Bay. Green Bay is only beating New Orleans because of scheduled tiebreakers. If they both finish 13 and three, Green Bay has the tiebreaker. But so that is right because New Orleans is 12 and 3. And Green Bay is 12 and 3. So if they both win, Green Bay is only getting in because of tiebreakers. That is correct. So Green Bay is trying to the trying to worry about the scenarios is kind of silly because it's gonna play itself out anyway. The matchup that Green Bay wants is the one seed. But if Green Bay is the two, it is because San Francisco won. Okay? So San Francisco wins. They are uh, 13-3. and They have the tiebreaker with Green Bay. This is the simplest way to put it, and I should have started that way, and then I wouldn't have gotten screwed up. If San Francisco wins, and I actually think San Francisco is going to win. If San Francisco wins, they're the one. Green Bay is the two. The Saints are the three. Let's say the Eagles are the four. Now the Seahawks are the five, and the Vikings are the six. We've got three six Saints-Vikings, and we have four five Eagles-Seahawks. Seahawks win, Saints win. Green Bay gets the Saints. There is a situation where Green Bay would have to play the Seahawks in that scenario because New Orleans could lose to Minnesota and San Francisco would get the lower seed. That is a long, convoluted conversation to say that if Green Bay wins, first-round bye is locked up. And really the only likely scenario... Is they get New Orleans the three seed because I, I don't see a wild card team, especially not the Vikings, going into New Orleans and getting a win. That's that's the most important thing. And I also, the difference there, this first round by difference, it matters less to a team like Seattle, for example. It matters matters less to a team like San Francisco. It matters less to maybe even a, a team like Philly because they've done this before. This Green Bay Bay team, I think, needs the home field advantage part of this. And they are going to benefit greatly if it means Drew Brees is coming to Lambeau Field versus the other way around. Think about the difference. If what happens is reversed, if Green Bay had to go to New Orleans, they're a touchdown underdog, probably. A touchdown underdog in New Orleans. At Lambeau, Green Bay is going to be at least a field goal favorite. That is a 10-point swing. Winning on Sunday is a 10-point swing in round two for the Packers. Just think about that. Think about the difference in that advantage. Of course, every team would rather play at home. Every team would rather play at home. But when you have someone like Russell Wilson playing as well as he has at times over the course of the season. And I still think is capable of playing. It's a little less important. Green Bay has not seen Aaron Rodgers play that way. And it's weird to say a team that has Aaron Rodgers at quarterback cares more about where it's playing. Aaron has just not played at that level. He has just not played at the level that someone like Russell Wilson has. We haven't seen the defense travel in big games the way that San Francisco's has. They go on the road and they beat New Orleans. But I think New Orleans is the same way. New Orleans, they needed that buy. They needed that home field advantage because we know what Drew Brees looks like on the road, especially in cold weather. Rodgers is not going to worry about that. Rodgers is going to be able to, of course, the Packers can go anywhere and win. Of course, the Packers can go anywhere and win. And of course, Aaron Rodgers can get hot and, and do his thing and be great. That That is still all true, and we saw him perform. I thought he played relatively well against Minnesota. It was not perfect, but especially on the short-distance throws was really good. The interception, not a great throw. Devontae Adams had a touchdown. He dropped. Also not a great throw. This is this is also a scenario where Rodgers could go supernova and ride a, a hot quarterback with a dominant defense and a run game, and if Rodgers does that, if Rodgers plays 2016 Rodgers, late 2016 Rodgers, the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. Packers are going to win the Super Bowl because of the way this defense is playing, because of the way Aaron Jones is playing. The, the the conversations about the matchups are almost irrelevant because Green Bay is going to have to play its best game. And if Green Bay plays its best game, if Green Bay plays its best game, it can beat anybody its best is as good or better than anyone else's best because we have seen them at times be that team and just haven't done it consistently. What, what they could bring to the table is if that defense plays like it did on Monday, if Aaron Jones plays like he did on Monday, and Aaron Rodgers plays like he did against Oakland or Kansas City or in the second half of against the Lions or for much of the game against Dallas even though the numbers were not great. If that's the version of Aaron Rodgers that this team gets, they can beat anybody. Now, the the Seattle San Francisco part of this. If San Francisco is the one, no matter what, you want to prolong that interaction for as long as you possibly can because they are the they are in my opinion the best team. You do not want to play them. So that's why you want, you don't want to play them at all, by the way, but if they are having to go on the road and winning a bunch of games, if Seattle wins, and now no matter what, San Francisco is going to have to come to your house to beat you, that is the better scenario. So none of the second round scenarios are what I would be thinking about. It's not what I would be worried about. Because any team can beat any team in the playoffs. That's that's the nature of the beast. You still have to play your best. The team that I would be afraid of because if New Orleans comes to Lambeau, you can beat New Orleans. You can beat New Orleans because Drew Brees on the road. We know Drew Brees on the road. Drew Brees in cold weather. You would obviously always rather play a team at home. San Francisco being the one seed, you still you still feel like you can go to San Francisco and win. They have looked. Mortal over the last few weeks to say the least, but they looked mortal going into the game the first time these two teams played. So there's certainly no guarantee that being the two seed going to San Francisco makes it any better for you to to beat them in San Francisco. But that is the outcome that Packer fans should be cheering for the most vociferously on Sunday. After Green Bay, assuming Green Bay beats Detroit, you want Seattle to win because if you win all trains run through 1265 everything goes through the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field and sure the last time that that we saw that happen Green Bay did not take advantage of it 2011 because remember they did not have home field advantage throughout the playoffs in 2014 the last great train that 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 the Packers had they had to go to Seattle In the NFC Championship game. And I don't need to remind anyone. How that ended. There would be some. Some beautiful poetry. If Seattle. Beats. The 49ers on Sunday. Makes Green Bay the one seed. And then. Seattle. Is the team. That has to come to Green Bay. In the NFC Championship game. With everything on the line. And. That is your revenge game, and you have the opportunity to get that win. there there are so many machinations still left to go there there is so I mean just worrying about the NFC championship game just i, I want I want us to stop and think about that for a second. I want us to reflect on just the just the idea of that. Think of how far. We have come talking about the Green Bay Packers over the last, really, three years. We are sitting here in late December. It's December 27th. And we are talking about NFC championship game matchups. Now, set aside any, you know, misgivings you might have about the fact that we are doing that and the Packers still have to beat the Lions they still have to win a divisional playoff game all that stuff we are just having fun on this show that's what we do okay we are just having fun here but think of the conversations around this team in 2017 think about Brett Hundley and Mike McCarthy saying I have time invested in that in that quarterback room and Brett Hundley is my guy And a lot of people around the league, I remember Adam Schefter reported it. I reported it. I talked to a bunch of people who said, Brett Hundley is going to be great. Guys, Brett Hundley was not great. Brett Hundley was, was really bad. And when you are getting to the end of that season, you say, okay, the Packers, you can't talk about a wasted window because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. We started to talk about succession plans in Green Bay. This was a quarterback who could not stay healthy, right? There was a, a huge swath of Packer fans who wanted a new quarterback, who wanted a, a clear and obvious succession plan coming. The, the fire Dom Capers stuff. Okay, they make that move. You have the Ted Thompson transition. Brian Gudikins takes over. Brian Gudikins, by the way, is going to be executive of the year. What he did this offseason was incredible. But then think back to 2018. Think back to the first game of the year. Aaron Rodgers goes down. And it is like Groundhog Day. This is all going to happen all over again. Another season of Rodgers' prime wasted. And Rodgers comes back inexplicably. Comes back. The heroics are chilling to this day. It gives me goosebumps to think about him coming out in the second half and doing what he did, just the scene of it in prime time under the lights at Lambeau Field on one leg. And after the game, my knee gives us that iconic soundbite. And yet they toil through this ugly season, this awful, just horrible, agonizing season. And it becomes clear that Mike McCarthy is no longer the conductor, to lead this train. And the team moves on from a Super Bowl-winning head coach, a guy who has a street named after him in Green Bay. They move on from him in the season after they lost to the worst team in the league. They lose to Josh Rosen, who's not even on, on the squad a couple months later. And at the end of the year, again, we wonder, what is the future of Aaron Rodgers? The Chicago Bears are a nation contender. And the Eagles put together the best roster in the league, everyone says. And the Chiefs are unstoppable. Their their reign will never end. And the Packers hire a head coach who ran a mediocre offense last year, an offense that, by the way, is running much better this year with Ryan Tannehill instead of Marcus Mariota. An offense, by the way, that has for two months been better than the Packers' offense. But what Matt LaFleur did was fundamentally change the culture of the Green Bay Packers. He empowered his players. And he walked in on the first day in that meeting room and he said, guys, you have done this a certain way for a long time. We're not doing it like that anymore. We're going to do it my way. And you're going to see that my way works. And Billy Turner was on this show talking about how impressed he was with Matt LaFleur for that moment, for being there and seeing everyone respond to him positively. You bring in Preston and Z'Darrius Smith. You bring in Adrian Amos. You draft Darnell Savage. You bring hungry guys in who want to contribute to a winning culture, who want to change a living culture in Green Bay. And everything that we thought they could be and more They have been. And then every week I come on this show and we talk about ugly wins. And we talk about the team not living up to its potential and not winning in ways that we are used to seeing them win. And yet all they did week after week was win. And at the end of the year, they're going to be 13-3. and They're going to be a top two seed in the NFC. And they will host a divisional round playoff game at Lambeau Field with a chance to be Super Bowl champions, to be two wins from going and playing for the Lombardi Trophy to bring it back to Green Bay. Think about how far we've come just in a few months from the Packers being labeled a fake contender to being labeled a mirage. Aaron Rodgers is overrated, he's done, he's finished. Matt LaFleur is toast. He's being walked all over. He's, he's letting Aaron Rodgers audible, or maybe he's not. And maybe that's a problem, and maybe we have to look into it. Kevin King sucks, bust, cut him. Rashawn Gary can't play. We are, we are not that far removed from all of these discussions, and, and the replies in this Periscope is proof positive of that. How many of you thought this was going to be an 8-8 eight and eight team? How many of you thought this was going to be a nine-and-seven team? A seven and nine team. Ben Fennel was on this show. Ben Fennel, one of the smartest football guys I know, said, I think this is an eight and eight team. And if they get lucky, they can win 10 games. Now they have gotten some luck, but they have earned these wins. Say whatever you want about what happened with the Detroit Lions game. They put themselves in a position to win that game. None of the other wins are fluky. They continue to to get off to hot starts. This team has earned their record and they are proving a lot of people wrong. And so I want everyone to just remember that because whatever happens from here on out, you you don't get the chance again to appreciate this season. You don't get the chance to appreciate how far this team has come. And and that doesn't, by the way, sell tickets. And that doesn't cut the mustard when we talk about this the season. If they lose in inglorious fashion in week 17 or after that, we don't get to say, well, the journey was the friends we made along the way. That was, that was the real Super Bowl. No. No. If the Packers lose and look bad, I'm, I'm still going to say, no, they lost and look bad. I just think it's worth remembering how far this team has come and how far they still have to go because they can get there. We've seen it in flashes. We're not asking them to be anything that they haven't been in fits and starts this season. We're asking them to be the team we've seen them be more consistently. And if they can do that, they can beat anybody. It starts on Sunday by beating the Detroit Lions. And everything after that, we can discuss when we can get to it because we'll actually know then. By the time we talk again, we will know who the people are that they'll have to play. I will not have to do any more math. And thank God for that, because math is not my strong suit. So I'm excited. I'm excited for what's coming. And there's going to be a lot more opportunities for us to talk. And and my hope is that because I do not have to talk about a Packer game next week, hopefully, hopefully, that I will not have to do math in a mustache. People are just going to start sending me like algebra equations and, and ask me to do them live on the air. I appreciate everyone's support over the course of this season. The next time we talk, it will almost be 2020. I think is that math right? Uh, ooh. See, we're doing it again. We got it. We can't we can't worry about this math stuff. But the Packers have the, this opportunity that we we have talked enough about. So, now it's time for them to go take it. Go take it. Anytime you want to hit us up, you can do that. On Twitter, follow me there at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775. Thank you for bearing with me. And thank you, as always, for staying Locked On Packers.